Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal and Matthew Hawkins here for you one last time in this fucking year, 2021. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick look back at, at uh, some of the things that stood out to us uh, throughout the year. Uh, no guests this week, but we got, uh, we've got, uh, well, I fucked up in my notes, but we, so we've got, we're going to look at some fights we want to see, fighters to watch, and some champions we'd like to see in the in the coming year. Um, before we move forward, just remember that this podcast, as the other, all the other podcasts, are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for your mixed martial arts news and stuff like that. Matt! What's what? Uh, Merry Merry Post Christmas, my man. Merry Post Christmas. Yeah, weird Christmas for me. Uh, unfortunately, oh, my, my grandmother passed away, so I uh, dedicate this show to her, and you know, yeah, everything my, else she's she's done for me. There's nothing I could dedicate that'd be worth everything she's did. But uh, yeah, yeah you know, she lived a great life, and uh, everybody in the family loved her, and uh, she will she'll be greatly missed. Um, yeah. But moving on from that. Um, because that's why we're here. We're here to talk the uh, the world of fights. Um, no Bellator, yeah. no UFC, uh, which kind of sucks. It always it was always kind of nice having that end of the year. Yeah, there's uh, always something to watch, UFC though. I, I, no, I, no, no, I, no. no. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I hate it when folks keep complaining that there's no UFC. You and I both know. I mean, follow Grubaka Hitman on Twitter mm-hmm. if you want to know what's up uh, around the in the fight sphere in the universe of combat sports. He posts a schedule for everything. And, um, I mean, there's a Fury Pro Grappling tomorrow night, which uh, I think I'm doing some stuff for for MindMMAnews.com. And then, obviously, you know, in Japan. Ryzen 33 is yeah. tomorrow night. Uh, it, ain't no, it, 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 it wouldn't be uh, the planet Earth if there wasn't some Japanese No, anime. no. I'm heading out of town <laughs> tomorrow for a little bit, and uh, I think I'm going to work my way into figuring out how to watch that uh, tomorrow night. So, yeah. Uh, I, it'd be hard not to keep the tradition alive, and no, even even though it's been a down year for uh, for a little bit of Japanese MMA. With the, yeah, I should have I should have worn my Pride T-shirt for this, but it's also you know I'm in New Jersey, so I can't wear a T-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cranked my heat a little too high here, so I had to I had to pull the hoodie off because uh, yeah. chilly for for a white boy from uh, Southern California right now yeah. out here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh so yeah so there, there's obviously stuff going on but you know the end of the so, year ufc card used yeah, to always be fun yeah to watch, and that you know but everything's changed with that so but let, let me ask you before before we move on to our our, our things we want to see fighters to watch fights to watch and all that like uh if you're looking back i mean especially you had you had an opportunity to actually go to some things this year looking back at at the year i mean I think we both said that Jacksonville, the first UFC in Jacksonville, was a, a card that kind of stands out as far as major cards. I want to say uh, you were also at the when AJ McKee won the title, right? That's right. Yeah, I did the AJ McKee one. Uh, I was at Moreno and Figueiredo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I had a, I had a, along with a couple of BKFC events, I had a, I had, I had a successful year uh, going to fights at least, you know, for the first first half of the year, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. What, are you asking me any highlights? Well, that really like, out? like, like people are talking about cards of the year, fights of the year, and I'm kind of, I feel like, um, I mean, the 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 UFC's return to the garden is always kind of up there, but I'm trying to think of if if there's a, like really cards that stood out. In my opinion, those two, which I think weren't they both the same number? No, Bellator 260. Well, now I got to look at it. Um, I have the poster right here, so. Uh... Although it doesn't say on the Bellator poster. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Two sixty three was Bellator, and then um, weren't they both like two sixty three or something like I that? Think, or no? uh, uh, UFC Jacksonville, I think, was sixty one, and then I think uh, sixty three was in uh, was in Arizona, if I remember yeah. right. And then we got to sixty six eventually with uh, or sixty seven was sixty eight. I'm sorry, was New York card. I yeah, I mean the Jacksonville one stands out being there, being the first one back with a live crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. The, the gruesomeness of MMA, it had a little bit of everything. It was a super violent yeah, card. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could do without the Weidman leg snap, but it's I understand 61. that also yeah. is something that kind of makes, uh, you know, makes the event stand out as it, it, gruesome as that might be. Um, but the more I, I think about it and look at that uh, Usman Masvidal knockout, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, that was that was highlight reel for the for the you know yeah. century you know so so for me if i have to pick like cards overall i mean i know somebody will drop something in the comments or say something on you know watching this later but those two cards for me are probably like the two standout cards overall as far as overall cards i'm sure you can make arguments for other ones but so it's ufc 261 and bellator 260 the Bellator 263 Three. card was yeah. okay, but it, it it meant a lot. It had yeah. it had a lot of meaning. It had some yeah, they're fights, in, they're in, but it was your neck of the woods, and yeah, and it wasn't. Um, but it wasn't the the violence. Uh, hmm. I don't think there was a single knockout really on uh, knockout on the card because the last fight really ended in a submission, even um, despite it basically being a, a TKO. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that the the moments that like would flash through my mind obviously are, is. Uh, being in Arizona with a major Mexican Hispanic crowd and, and seeing Moreno win the title. That was cool. That was cool to be a part of because I didn't expect it to, I didn't really didn't expect him to finish uh, Figueiredo. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if a lot of people did. I, I think, uh, I don't recall exactly what the chatter was all around that fight, but I don't think anybody really thought Moreno would finish him. Um, and uh, maybe Diaz fighting in person. I know it was Leon Edwards. That was the same card, but mm. um you know, just for for the kind of the atmosphere of a crowd uh, that is really behind a fighter, you know, usually it's kind of 50-50, you know, or, or maybe 60-40 on how the crowd is. But when you got a Diaz fighting, it's basically like 90-10. So it's a whole, it's like the whole arena. It's kind of almost like backing a local fighter, you know, that yeah. everybody knows, you know. And, and I felt like, I feel like that's kind of like what it's like watching him. Kind of feel that way with Uriah Faber too, especially earlier in his UFC days. Mm. Um Maybe it's just being the California, being a Californian, and, and those two guys just happen to be Californians. But that's kind of what it felt like. But those are the things that stand out. Being able to sit, a, a, go to you know, to a couple BKFC events, see some family around the country, you know, and, and sit ringside for chaos is really the only way I can explain it. Um, makes made for a, a lot of memories. But um, and then getting a chance to talk to uh, Chris Lytle and Sean Wheelock and stuff over the year with BKFC kind of added to that. Um, but yeah, I would say the highlights for me were UFC Jacksonville card in general, the mm-hmm. Usman KO, and then uh, and then Moreno uh, winning the title. Yeah, I mean that's a big one too. So it was definitely, I mean, if, you know, uh, UFC obviously had a good year, but I just feel like there is a, you know, it, it's nice to look outside of the outside of just their their window when you're looking at the the bigger <laughs> window of combat sports overall. So. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, outside of some, the, some, the freak show boxing that's been going on, I don't know. I'm hoping in 2022 maybe we get back to a little bit more normal fighting. You know, 
Petrosian <laughs> got knocked out brutally in in uh, in kickboxing in in, uh, in one. That was that was unexpected. That's right. Yeah, um, and, and um, that was shocking. Um, Verhoven's know, Ver, Rico Verhoven's glory fight against the the uh, last minute matchup is he was supposed to fight Overeem, and then he forgot. Uh, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he almost beat him. Um, and in, in that the last glory event, the one that oh, I can't remember the guy's name for he, he, me, but was it Sadiq? Is, is that I gotta look up Ben Jamal Sadiq? I'm not real. That sounds like the, that sounds right. That I sounds think so. Right, Big, though. huge yeah. dude, like six foot seven. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, he was the last. It was, yeah, it was supposed to be Overeem, and mm-hmm. then it, it wound up being uh, him. And um, you know, I think in the first round, I mean, he damn near almost finished uh, Rico Verhoeven. So it was definitely an interesting year in combat sports. I mean. Um, you know, and then, like you said, you you want to go buy the YouTube stuff, but really, there was times where that was the stuff a lot of people were talking about. We had yeah. Triller, uh, we had the we had some weird stuff with Triller. Aside from the all the Jake Paul fights, you know, we saw Evander Holyfield in a in a embarrassment get into the ring. Yeah. Um, hey, that made know, it we into saw, we saw Anderson Silva knocked out Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, that event you know, made it into uh if you haven't watched it on Netflix the uh, death to 2021 that actually made it into their uh their wrap up of the year because you know Donald Trump was doing the alternate commentary on that one right. I forgot about so that. so if you haven't watched uh if you have a Netflix account death to 2021 when you know it's always you know for guys like us when we see something from our little world make it into the general general demographic of you know Netflix uh folks <laughs> uh I, I just found that to be unique. Oddly enough, it was for, you know, Trump reasons, but still, I mean, it's always, it's a good and bad press, I guess, for, for combat sports. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so those are kind of, you know, the things that, you know, stood out and, uh, and just, you know, when you think about it, a lot happened, you know, you, you, we think like, I don't know. I still kind of have that lag, even though I mentioned all that, stuff i was able to go mm-hmm. to and see it i still feel like it just wasn't normal i, I hey, still feel like i mean you know like there's like a haze of of mm-hmm. stuff still like even when thinking about it like was it this year was it last year like yeah. i still i still am kind of uh yeah you know I, i'm still kind of in that mentality like i don't i mean yeah you know. the fog is the fog of the world we've been living in is definitely still there i for one am tired of covering events through zoom and zoom press conferences and waiting my turn and all that stuff that you know that, i mean thankfully it's an option for folks that want to like in the media that like to cover the events and stay safe and do all that stuff but uh i think in 2022 i'm gonna i'm gonna uh definitely get the hell out of new jersey for for some fights man or just to just in general because yeah. it's uh it's uh it's, it's time man i mean it's, it's definitely been way too long um and i'm i just hope i don't know i hope um I know, like when they asked Dana White at the last pre- press conference, you know, plan his plans for the year as far as UFC events. I mean, he seemed fine just sticking with Apex, Jack, uh, Texas, Florida, um, Abu Dhabi. The only the- thing that brings me hope is the rumored card in Columbus, Ohio. I yeah, think it's March nineteenth. Yeah. So, um, and it's supposed to be a fight night. So when I saw that, I kind of lit up a little bit. Like, okay, mm. maybe, maybe even we listen. We don't. Even if like the UFC was we're doing was doing like four events a week or four events a month, 
if one's a pay-per-view, big pay-per-view, and one's a fight night on the road somewhere, mm. and two of them are at the Apex, so be it. You yeah. know, if they want to use the Apex to have fights, I would love to see the Apex used as like a like more of the challenger, like like what we got with Dana White's thing, but you know, like a Wednesday night fight. You know, give <laughs> yeah. me like a four-fight card on a Wednesday night front that are a UFC fight, not a not a challenger series or you know contender series or yeah, yeah. whatever series. Like, I, don't give me anything with a fake name. Give me, give me. You know, you can make up a new name for it. I don't care yeah. what you want to call it, but give me a UFC card with you know UFC branding on a Wednesday night from the Apex. You know, something like that Sunday night. You know, mm-hmm. like it. We've talked about this, but that's not really. Uh, we're not here to uh, to go with that one. But um, we did I mean, talk. The, la- the, the the thing about the Apex is is uh, I mean I remember when Dana White first like announced it and. I think I talked about this on the podcast earlier in the year too, when they were doing their Apex thing. I mean, he even he he seemed so excited about having this like home base of operations, so you know, not, not just have fighters training and stuff like that, but to have you know, and on contender series and stuff like. But he even said like that could that could technically be like if they if the UFC had a channel where they were mm-hmm. broadcasting live stuff from, that's where they would do it from. Mm-hmm. And I remember like media not being very excited as excited as dana white was about it and now here we are in a situation where i mean maybe it was earlier than he planned but it's working out for them and i mean he, he's he been pretty uh public about i dropped my pen sorry he's been pretty public about um you know that being uh one of their their best ways i mean they've, they've had great success financially because they're saving a lot of money by doing stuff there so you know, I, I get it from their perspective because the gate is really probably the pennies, you know, that they're making mm-hmm. you know, financially. But I, I just I guess what bothers me the most is just from a fan's perspective. And maybe it shouldn't bother me because I'm not the fighter, but I just hate seeing guys like Wonder Boy possibly have, you know, what could potentially be their last fight in a, yeah. in, a, in, in a small little place like that. I hate seeing these title fights, you know, that have some meaning in a place like that i hate seeing i you know like to me like you know brandon royval was somebody we talked about like he could get you know did he has i don't i think he might have fought on the one of the texas cards so he finally got in front of a crowd but you get to a point where you have two or three fights where you basically don't have a crowd i know they have a small one there but i just feel like if guys reach the ufc they deserve to have that opportunity mm-hmm. now there's nothing all that glorious about fighting in the first couple of fights of a prelim in but at least you're like in vegas you're in a big arena You've got my, you know, uh, it just, I don't know, maybe, and maybe I'd have to talk to a fighter more about it. I know Royval and stuff talked about wanting to, I think maybe even uh, Natan Levy might've even mentioned uh, wanting to get a chance to fight with the, you know, mega mm-hmm. crowd and stuff like that. But, well, that's, a, that's the thing too. I mean, even, even when the Dana White was pressed about it, I mean, yeah, he said he was fine, but every time they do something with fans, he, 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 he's even said like, you know, over gets filled lump in his throat emotion when you hear the roar of the crowd and stuff like that. And I think that's just part of our DNA, human nature. Like, I mean, you look, go back to the fucking Coliseum and all that shit. We just, I mean, arenas and fights have always been like something that'll get us, you know, emotionally involved and blood pumping a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean so. that's, that's why we're there. You know, it's the same thing if you're a big football fan or an NBA fan when they announce the, you know, when you're a Laker fan and, you know, they announce, LeBron James or whatever, if you're a big Laker fan, you get excited when they announce Kobe, you, you know, you got pumped up, but if for a fight fan, it's such, it's one-on-one competition, you know, ideally you're able to get a good 
perspective, you know, especially if you're media and you get close to it, you get to, you know, you get a real feel for it. And that's what, uh, that's yeah, what, man. you know, that's I mean, what I, I missed. I, and I'm sure I've, that's what, I mean, I can, I, and I've, like I said, I'm spoiled, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I look forward to you getting out there. If anybody in the UFC is listening, give this goddamn man a, uh, a credential, <laughs> let him go cover a UFC event. The man's putting in the work to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and not just know. when you're trying to get, uh, legal shit done in new york either but uh, yeah because no, uh, no. I, I mean uh, that was around that time Ed carvajal a, a ufc credential it's about damn time but um i mean uh it, it's just well for me personally too like having a you know i think I've, I've talked to you about this privately but like you know i get those moments like like when i talked to fedor when he fought here in new york like it didn't hit me until i was riding the train back to jersey that i was like holy shit I watched this guy's whole career on Pride and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I just had I just had a conversation with him, and and you know like like you know because when I get in work mode, you know I'm always present. I guess it comes from training or whatever, but you know I always I keep my mind present to what I need to get done, and then it, usually after the fact is when it hits me, and I'll never forget that day when I was riding home. I was it, it, it hit me that uh you know I was like holy shit I just talked to one of the guys that like. I, I I had T-shirts and shit for from before I even thought about covering the sport. So it'll be fun to get back to that. But uh, enough of that, man. I mean, we got a a brand new year to look forward to, and I know there's uh there's stuff that we want to see. And uh, my my bad for m- misreading my notes, but so we're, we're, we'll we'll look at uh. So so anybody that's listening, we initially yeah. we were gonna do three <laughs> fights. Uh, that we're looking forward to possibly happening in, in 2022. Um, Ed's going to end up doing three fighters to look forward to, mm-hmm. and I will do three fights. Um, why don't we rotate? Why don't you go ahead with your first fighter, and then I'll follow you with my first fight. All right. Um, as far as fighters to watch, um, hmm, who do I want to do first? Actually, I'll do uh, – I might as well do it first because of where he fights. Uh, over at one championships, Renier de Ritter, he's the middleweight and light heavyweight champ there. Um, he last fought when the, when the, um, promotion did stuff on TNT. Um, I know he has goals of being a three division champ over there, but I was really impressed with his, uh, performance, his, his the way he handles a mic when he post fight interview. And I feel like that's a guy that not enough people, especially, you know, the way the fans are now. Like the like, if one championship is definitely going to be making a move, I think, or I hope, or at least I know they want to, because they've been trying for the last two years to make their move over here to the uh, stateside, but you know the United States. But um, if they do get the to put on an event in Colorado, like we keep you know uh, speculating and hearing rumors about, I hope they bring Rainier De Ritter uh, with them on that on that card that they potential card that they put on because that's. That's definitely somebody you want to keep an eye on. The guy is uh, undefeated, fourteen and zero, and he holds two titles in in uh, in the promotion right now. Yeah, no, that's a great great pick. I, I kind of forgot about him. Um, I know that's why that's why I was like, I need to be uh, talked up. Uh, in Lasong, yeah, there. twice, uh, yeah, twice took both of his belts, and yeah. uh, that guy was actually, gosh, what was it? I guess maybe twenty nineteen now. Uh, when I was at the last. Uh, when I was at one of the fighter MMA awards uh, mm-hmm. in Vegas, he won, he won fighter of the year. So yeah. uh, even as a one fighter. So um, yeah, the fact that he was defeated twice, uh, you definitely, that's a, that's a, <laughs> you're making this tough now. I'm glad I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I, I went to work on a couple things. So I, I'm going to get one out of the way first. That's um, 
been talked about by the fighters a bit on social media. Not super creative, but a fight that I'd like to see. And um, maybe odd because I generally am not a huge uh, someone who I don't yearn for Conor McGregor fights. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, w- I would like to see Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. Uh, in the UFC, oh, that's um, a good I think one. I think it's a good time for that fight. Uh, they're both a bit lower in the rankings now, and both still in the top ten. Uh, both both, both still, took L's, yeah. Both coming off two L's in a row. Um, both uh, basically need to be hungry if they want to continue to tread water in the lightweight division in the mm-hmm. UFC. Um, it's a fight that uh, it's two former champions, a former Bellator champ versus former UFC champ. Um, and I'd have to double check the timing, but I think they were probably, I, I don't know if they were, it was real close whether they were champ at the same time. I, I know uh, Chandler and Khabib uh, overrode a little bit, um, but uh, just, I, I just think it has fireworks written all over it. I don't think Chandler would be afraid to engage. Um, I don't think he would go into the fight already beaten mentally. Like I thought, I think some of the other fighters are, um, I think short of Justin Gagey, uh, who is get, deserves the title shot and will be a robbery if he doesn't get it. I don't think there's anybody that could really bring the fight to McGregor uh, that he hasn't already fought, uh, like Michael Chandler. So, I and it, you know, it's I'm a big Michael Chandler fan. The idea of him getting in there and, and boxing up with McGregor just excites me, and uh, and it would be something. It'd be a McGregor fight that I would look forward to uh, to paying for to mm-hmm. go or. Uh, pay-per-view if uh if need be so that will be my first fight like i said talked about so not a not a crazy you know thrown together fight but um i, I think that has fight of the year uh, potential written all over it yeah no i mean it's, it's, it's that's definitely something that'll bring in a lot of money too for i mean and, and who doesn't want to i mean you got i know Oliveira was trying to call out mcgregor just because of the potential payday mm-hmm. um which i mean we're gonna get into that late in a little bit but but you know what i mean like 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 it's definitely uh something that i wouldn't mind seeing for chandler and um honestly i mean that's a, not a bad matchup uh style wise not at all i yeah. mean chandler might wrestle but probably not you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know probably not uh, yeah. there's probably someone's probably getting put out cold in that fight um, yeah. or, or, or you end up with, with just a three round. Um, and I don't need to see five rounds. If, if they can't get the job done in three rounds, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, okay, yeah. I'm okay uh, with calling it at that. Like I didn't need another two rounds of Gagey Chandler obviously would have watched it, but mm. not, not necessary to tell the story. If the story's not written in three rounds between uh, really, if it's not written in, in three rounds in any Michael Chandler fight, then the last two rounds aren't all that necessary. So, um, and I think he's good at writing three, three round stories. So uh, it, I think it would be an awesome fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Well, uh, again, since I didn't, I didn't ma- match make, I just picked three fighters to keep an eye on. So I'll, I'll go on to, uh, to mine. Cause my lap, my, the two fighters that I'm going to mention, I'll, the next one, it's a, uh, uh, Rafion Stotts in the bantamweight division. I know he's in the tournament. Uh, obviously, I'm mentioning it because of the bantamweight tournament coming up in Bellator. But um, you know, there's a lot of matchups in that Grand Prix that they're having it over at Bellator. All of them are a lot of fun, especially the ones they announced. And um, I just feel like um, he's somebody that uh, I mean, he's great on another one. Great on the microphone. Great, great fighter. 
um and the the storylines there with the with the, there's the drama of him you know having trained with pettis who's the champ right now over there at, in that division at bellator also in the tournament so there's a lot there's just a lot to uh, to pay attention to i mean if, if i had to pick to a whole you know uh thing to watch it's definitely that that grand prix because uh I haven't been shy about how I feel about Bellator's 135ers, but um, Rafael Stotts is who I got on my list. Another good, another good one, and I like the uh, I like the outside of the UFC uh, going there with with one and, and Bellator. Um, side note: fight that I think is going to happen, but I didn't add it to my list. Uh, but we've talked about it in the past, so I admitted it. Pettis Horiguchi. Mm. I don't know. You said that some fights have been announced. I might have missed that, but that's 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 a fight. But that's not one of the three. Well, they're, they're in the tournament, both of them. So, mm-hmm. so eventually, yeah, it, it could it could happen. So I, 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 I left... wouldn't mind that being a round of a first rounder. Like, first round. That's yeah. kind of what I was going for. But I felt that like that was kind of boring since we had talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so my second fight I'm going to go with Jose Aldo versus TJ Dillashaw. Um, hmm. Just, I I feel like, uh, you know, it, he, I I'm a Dillashaw fan, although mm-hmm. I see him still as kind of the the, uh, you know, the, the the I don't know what's the word that, you know, a lot of people don't like him. He, he had that negative steroid <laughs> test, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of the black hat, I guess. Um, and everybody loves Jose Aldo, yeah, um, and everybody and everybody should. Um, All time great Aldo versus. Guy who was on a path for all-time great uh, talks um, prior to the to the negative or to the positive uh, test. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've stated my feelings on PEDs. I, I'm not gonna hang a dude um, for it, uh, especially if it's one test. Um, although, again, it is against the rules, so I do acknowledge that. But uh, I just I see banger written all over it. Uh, I. I, and it's just a fight that I don't think a lot of people I've seen it maybe mentioned once or twice kind of in passing, but uh, I just think it, you know, Dillashaw had his wind over Sandhagen mm-hmm. um, uh, since his comeback. Um, he's got four losses, Dodson, uh, Asunsao, Garbrandt and, uh, and Cejudo or not Garbrandt. I'm sorry. Cruz and Cejudo, yeah. um, you know, lost to four really good guys in his career. Aldo on a big three fight win streak, um, font Munoz, uh, uh, forgetting, forgetting one, but, uh, coming out, you know, after kind of being thrown to the wolves at 135 in his initial drop when he had Marias, who yeah. was a real close fight. And yeah. then yawn, um, kind of like, you know, didn't really give him a chance. I don't feel like to kind of warm up to the division and kind of work his way up. He just jumped to the top, which he may have deserved, but I think it may have, uh, set him back a little bit. Um, I think had he jumped into the rotation where he's won these three fights in a row and actually won those, we'd be looking at him fighting Jan now and it being a buildup mm-hmm. of, you know, a real thing. But, um, you know, obviously Sterling, Aljamain's going to, you know, they got to unify that the championship. So the top two guys are kind of taken up. Um, two veterans and just two guys. I, I just think it'd be a good fight. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how it would, how it would necessarily headline. It'd probably be a good, uh, you know, God, if we could open up the world, take that fight down to Brazil for the mm, first event back yeah. in Brazil. I mean, it has, that has fun written all over it to me. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, oh, maybe I'm the only one because I know a lot of people don't like Dominic Cruz, but I know Dominic Cruz said he wouldn't mind fighting Jose Aldo, and that's kind of one that I'd be like, oh, that, that's not a bad fight to that's not a bad fight to put on a card either. 
No, that's another fun one and, and very similar. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, although Cruz is on a roll now a little bit, um, I, you know, I, I just, I, I want to see Tilly J. Dillashaw come back. I guess maybe part of that is just him fighting in general that I, I want mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of popped into my head when I, as I was going down the rankings of fighters, but uh, I, I just think that it's a fun fight. And I, you know, it's one of those fights where like both guys could really kind of survive a loss. Yeah. And when you have two guys that, I particularly enjoy watch fighting. I kind of like that um, where there's not really a huge downside to either, either fighter uh, in yeah. the fight. So this, so that's, that's the second one. Uh, what do you got for your, your third fighter to keep an eye out in 2022? Um, uh, my third fighter is one. I mean, it's just personal for me because I watch him get some success and some exposure again from Bellator, Jornel Lugo. And he fought a catch weight in his last fight, but I mean, I mean, he was a, uh, Somebody that uh, fought, um, um, been fighting for Beltor for a little while, and uh, he was one of the few. I, I, I gave him, I interviewed him. He, he talked about it when he won his fight, how he snuck into the presser, and how guys kind of were like brushing him off. And, and now he's, uh, you know, he's at seven and oh now. He defeated Keith Lee, submitted Keith Lee at, at Bellator 265. That was the last time he fought, and I mean, he seems to be um, doing his thing on social media and. Kind of jumping and getting his name associated with the cryptocurrency folks too in the crypto world. So um, that's just somebody I, I think. Uh, we're, I mean, we're going to see his name a lot more, uh, especially he's from in the Northeast. So I, ha- I have to give some Northeast fighters some love too, um, as far as like uh, you know fighters on the rise and ones to keep an eye on. I mean, he fought at, at catchweight, and I know he's officially listed on Tapology as a featherweight, but. I wouldn't mind seeing him if something happened that they needed uh because he weighed in 137 for that fight for against Keith Lee. So if say, you know, with the Bantamweight tournament, we talked about how, you know, we kind of wish it'd be 16 man instead of the eight man and blah, blah, blah. And if logistically things don't work out for the fights they have planned, if that's the kid they got to tap, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that ha- him uh, get a little, a chance at some, some skyrocketed, uh you know, it's uh, the movement. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's I like it. I like it. I like it. Um well, my third fight, I go to Bellator also. So jump from the UFC for two fights, going to Bellator here. Um so I'm going to go now. This is regardless of the result of Gegard Musasi versus Austin Vanderfort. <laughs> but the fight that I want to see in Bellator in the middleweight division in 2022 is Gegard Musasi versus Anatoly Tokov, Team Fedor. Mm. Um, 47 and 7 Musashi against 30 and 3 Tokov. Uh, visually looks tremendous on a uh, tail of the tape to me. Yeah. Um, Team Fedor versus. Gegard, you know, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, 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 there's, you know, Fedor and Gegard had a little exhibition and uh, I think it was dream and long time ago where, you know, they kind of rolled, but uh, um, I think that this looks great. Gegard's won, you know, 11 out of his last 12, including fights in the UFC mm-hmm. and Tokov is, you know, not only 30 and three, but has won 23 of his last 24 fights. Um, I don't know if there's a matchup out there with potentially you know, even a non-title matchup with two high-ranked guys uh, with that many wins and, and you know, it'd be 70, I'm sorry, 48 and seven. So it'd be uh, 78 combined wins between the two of them against 10 losses. 
I mean, plus it's Team Fedor. Ideally, it'd be a title fight where if the Fedor, you know, Tokov wins, he would he'd be the champ and continue. Hopefully, the uh, the Fedor Team Fedor takeover, or I should say Fedor Team takeover mm-hmm. of uh, of Bellator. But um, I, I two guys again, like like the Aldo Dillashaw fight. Uh, you know, two guys that I. I don't want to miss fight. Uh, they both put on, sh- they always, you know, Musasi's had his snoozer, but when you've had 60 fights, uh, you know, every, everybody's had yeah. it down two nights. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not like, gonna I, look, I, I look back at like the Machida fight from nine years ago or yeah, something. Well, you know? if you look at like George Chase Pierre before his uh, first retirement or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like when he, when that fight against Johnny Hendricks and, you know, there's questionable fights there. So, so yeah, no, they can't all be, you know, they're, they're not all going to be, you know, uh, you know, people, ones folks folks are talking about at the water cooler the next day, but um, yeah, no, that's 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 a good one, man. That's a that's a one I didn't think of. I mean, um, you, you know, know the, the people voting for I, Bellator's I, rankings. I'd like to give you explained how Tokov is is number six in Bellator. Well, you know? listen, <laughs> I, I, you know, there, there's there's a. <laughs> uh, if you look at the, I mean, the, when you look at the the people that the folks that vote and and and. You know, you can look them up to see who they are too. Some of them have actually been on this podcast too, so it's um, it's uh, it's not them. We'll just say that. <laughs> no, we've got friends who you know. I'm just yeah, going. Yeah. I'm going. Wait a minute. The dude's six and zero oh in Bellator, yeah. uh, and he's thirty and three, and he's ranked sixth in the division with a couple guys ranked. Yeah, because I, I talk privately with 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 some of them, and and believe me, I I, I know that they're, they're they're just they're just kind of getting nudged aside by the other. Uh, louder mouths will say in the in in that list of folks but uh yeah so um i mean that that's uh even though we fucked it up we actually came up with some good shit right there no i I think it actually worked out a little bit better you you know three guys you came up with i would have never wouldn't have wouldn't have been on my radar uh for yeah i mean listen i mean again we talk about it enough on this podcast but and i mentioned it a few times already on sunday submission over at mma news but I mean, uh, the, the, I mean, uh, it's fantastic that the UFC is where it is and that everybody likes it. But, you know, like I talked to somebody that that just fell in love with Michael Chandler because of the, how he lost to Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, sister, you know, go the, back, the, go back, a, it, fi- it, find it, the footage. Yeah, it was, it's a girl <laughs> I was talking to. I was like, well, you need to go back. I was like, you need to go check out Bellator. Go go on Pluto. Watch the Bellator channel. So where they, where they constantly stream old fights. and um. Check check out the wars that the man has been in there. I mean, if you liked him against Justin Gaethje, wait till you see him win. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's so. and and that's that's Michael Chandler, and again, why why he was in one of yeah. one of my uh, one of my fights. Um, the other thing that we were going to talk about was uh, name a fighter and that you'd like to see uh, win a championship yeah, in twenty twenty two. Um, we I I think yours is obvious and. I couldn't find anybody else <laughs> um, going down the list that yeah. I would like to see be a major, meaningful champion. I could say Fedor, you know, I could say yeah, that, for but, the, for, but yeah. for the nostalgia and for the him retiring with a belt and all that, I could yeah, say and that. And because it's you, yeah. And because it's me. But, <laughs> you know, it, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page here. Huh. Justin Gagey. Mm-hmm. Justin Gagey. We both started watching him in his early World Series of Fighting days. Uh, we've both been you know, talking, praising him for a decade now. Um, I, you know, the excitement he brings, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I know why, because I feel like he's put in the work and he's been, you know, he 
got to a title fight and had to fight one of the all-time goats of the sport. And um, but I for me it's like if he wins the championship, I know that that championship fight is just going to be freaking awesome every time he's in it. You know, like it doesn't win matter who lose. he fights. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. Win or lose, I know every title defense he attempts to have is going to be a potential fight of the year candidate. And and there's not a lot of guys. Michael Chandler's potentially one of those guys. Gagey just beat him. Um, I, I just we both came up with Gagey. I, I can't. I couldn't even come up with like a second name without mm-hmm. being like a oh, Horiguchi. You know, guys that are really going to, you know, that are, you know, it'd be nice to see him get it back, but the one that would mean the most, and I feel like just catapult the dude to potential mega stardom, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I know he's a big star right now, but you put a, you know, strap on him and you, you know, he, he's all of a sudden in the Seven Eleven slurpy ads and stuff like that. Like yeah. there's, there's potential there. Um, and he definitely deserves it. I mean, I mean, he's talking about like, the, and that's why I kind of alluded to, what Charles Oliveira was trying to trying to drop Conor McGregor's name a couple of weeks ago, where where which caused concern for Gaethje because it was you know he's already been saying like if I don't get the if I don't get another shot I, I you know he's been saying stuff like we riot or I walk and stuff like that and rightfully so man because if you, if you're gonna beat people the way that you've been beating them you know I mean the last guy he lost to was Khabib the champion mm-hmm. and then he beats you know he fights his way back to to keep his spot and, and to be next in line. Um, I don't see anything else. I don't see it. Cause you know, it, it's, it's clearly, we already know that if, because of how the UFC operates, Conor McGregor can skip any line he wants when he's ready to come back because of the money that he'll bring in, regardless of how good he is or his ranking. And um, that's, that's kind of like the thing that, that, that could, makes people worried, but, if that happens, I mean, I'd I'd be just as pissed because just like you said, I, I, Justin if Gage the is... UFC wants to ruin the momentum of the lightweight division, yeah, give Conor McGregor a title shot after getting destroyed two fights in a row, yeah. Like if you you know you want to you want to just lose any remaining credibility that and the fact if... that Oliveira mentioned his name, he just clearly wants a money. Grab I get himself. it, I get it. He'd call out Jake Paul if he could. I mean, like <laughs> it, it's it's. It, I get it. I get the money grab, and I get the fact that Oliveira has to be worried about a big money fight after having been fighting in the UFC for twelve years or whatever is ridiculous in itself. He he's the champion. He shouldn't be calling anybody out. A people mm-hmm. should be calling him out. And B, you know, yeah. you got Justin Gagey there. Conor McGregor can come back and fight the winner of that. Whatever, you know, if you're going to do some bogus fight, but don't don't rob the man of his of another title fight. Yeah. You know, uh, in hindsight, I can say it now. I was, I was, you know, happy Chandler got his title fight, but Gagey deserved that even before Chandler did. You know, honestly, um, you know, and and it, it's you know, but anyways, we'll hope yeah, you it, know it, that he's he should get his shot. He's either going to get his shot or he'll end up in, in the champion in in Bell- You know, I, him and AJ McKee's a fun fight too. So you know, like there's there's yeah. there's there, you know whatever it takes oh but, man uh, if, if, yeah that'd be that'd be i mean i know i think mma junkie did a whole thing on like a you know a cross promotional fights a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month last the month of uh that the same thing when they announced that the, their uh the grand prix but um just really quick uh i mean if for folks that i mean we're talking about people that are just becoming aware of fighters when they get to the ufc um i'm, I'm i was searching as you're talking 
on the PFL, it used to be the World Series of Fighting's YouTube, and they obviously they, cha they changed over to the Professional Fighters League. But if you go to their YouTube channel, Justin Gaethje's fights are, are there. If you've never seen, like, if you, if you don't, haven't seen enough of Justin Gaethje and you want to get your fill of Justin Gaethje to remind yourself and fight fans of why the hell he deserves to, to, to get his shot at the title, um, they're up there on the PFL YouTube channel. Especially, I want to say, especially uh, the title fight uh, against he had against, uh, was it Palomino? Yep, he... I was just going to say, yeah. watch both of his fights with Palomino. Yeah. You'll see why Palomino has uh, been successful in BKFC, undefeated champion there. Um, yeah, those those fights to watch. Uh, yeah. You know. Totally and just, uh, just, just any of them, really. I mean, you could watch his domination when he fought his way to getting the title. I mean, he handed Nick Newell his first loss there. Mm -hmm. um it, it it's it's just uh it's just that they, the kid has been in it and he's worked his way to the point that if if we don't i mean that's another the way that i was excited for him and chandler at at 268 um that's how I, i'm gonna be that excited for gates Oliveira for whenever it happens yeah no i agree i agree um Two other things of note that I did note for things I'd like to see next year that are fight related, but not necessarily individual fights. I'd like to see Chris Weidman's return to the ring or cage. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see Fedor's uh, retirement, final retirement bout, uh, win or lose. I'd like to see him go out uh, in a capacity crowd event somewhere in this world and, mm. uh, and be able to call it a career. So that would be my ideal, uh, you know, everything we've said tonight would be my yeah. ideal 2022. Um, I think that's about it for 2021 for us. Yeah. Uh, so I will wrap it up. Fans can follow the show at combat hour on Twitter, coast to coast combat hour on Instagram. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbizal on Instagram, old head carb on Twitch. And fans can always check out our show at all Ed, have a good, happy new year. Uh, try to stay warm and uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Next year is better than this year. And, uh, and you get a chance to get out there to those fights and uh, yeah, man. And, and, and get back to your normal uh, as much as, as possible next year. Yeah. Here's to me losing 20 pounds. <laughs> here's to everybody losing 20 pounds. <laughs> have, 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 a, have, a, have a happy new year, everybody. Uh, good night. Thanks for listening.